Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Slate Political Gab Fest, our second Gab Fest for June 26th. The, wait, there's Marriage Equality Edition. I'm David Plotz. I am in the Slate DC studio. John Dickerson is somewhere else. He's at CBS of Face the Nation. And Emily Bazelon is pulled over by the side of the road where she both wrote an article and now is doing a podcast. That really not to of, be recommended, let us say. That, yeah, don't get hit while we're doing this. Stay in the car, Emily. Do not get no, out of no, the car. No, no, I'm like way off the road. She's driven into the middle of a field. <laughs> I'm just hot because I'm sitting in the car. Then you're having the experience that John and I have every week in our studio. So, so it's true uh, enough. That's that's what's going on. Emily, take us away. The case, which is Ob- Oberfell versus Dodges. What is it? They need a more euphonic name for this case. I know, right? It's going to take us a while to even pronounce it. But yes, we have marriage equality. We have the right to get married if you are a gay couple throughout the entire country. In one big bang, with a lot of drama and grand language about our evolving progressive Constitution in the hands of Justice Anthony Kennedy and four liberals on the court, and very much um, to the despair of the four conservatives on the court who all wrote to say that this is an act of judicial supremacy, that it bypassed the democratic process in a really destructive way. So it's like a really well-joined fight over how you make big social change. As you read the case, Emily, what is the case that Justice Kennedy makes against this idea that this is judicial supremacy? Where does he find the constitutional case for marriage equality? Which the conservatives say doesn't exist. Yeah, well, he doesn't, he can't argue with judicial supremacy directly, I don't think. But he does make a constitutional case. He talks about how the definition of liberty changes over time in this country and has before. And his best precedent is Loving versus Virginia, the 1967 ruling in which the court overturned state bans against interracial marriage. That's a really good moment in which the court did a kind of similar um, move to the one it is making today. But you have to be okay with this notion that 
the Constitution changes over time and that it's okay for the Supreme Court to basically, in a big move, um, express that understanding and enforce it on the whole country in a way that overturns a bunch of state laws and people's traditional understanding up until now of what marriage has consisted of. John, does this decision have any political import? Does this make any difference in the political debates that we're having? Well, I, well, I don't know. There's this huge way in which it affects our political debates that I'm trying to wrestle with, which is this is, as the president said, in the Rose Garden for the second day in a row. He was in the Rose Garden, talked about this thunderclap of justice. So he said, you know, progress in this country often comes in small increments, sometimes two steps forward, one step back, propelled by persistent effort. And then he said there are days when justice arrives like a thunderbolt. So in this big, big way, both this decision and in different ways, and I'd love you guys to help explain to me if there's a commonality, but in different ways, you also are seeing some small amount of change in South Carolina, obviously for a hugely different reason. And then yesterday, the Affordable Care Act, after six years of battle, there was a change there. I think the big, big message here politically is that, and people have been doing this for a while, but now it's even more powerful, is that people have said, look at how fast public opinion has changed on the issue of same-sex marriage, and why can't we have that pace of change on other things? Now, we've talked a million times about why that's the case and why this has moved so fast, but I think still, in a, in a larger sense, people are going to sort of say it is possible for the country to make huge leaps. And then the question is, why did it make it, and can that be replicated in, on another front? I, in, in this case, it's that the, the kind of politics caught up with the public, both in terms of the fact that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama campaigned against same-sex marriage in 2008, or didn't campaign against it, but they were not in favor of it. And, uh, you know, the Supreme Court has moved pretty fast on this, even in the last few years. So, that's the huge way. I think in the small way, um, you know, the Republican candidates came out against these unelected judges, but I think it basically goes away even more than the Affordable Care Act goes away. I mean, but I, I mean, this is what I was wondering, which is that it's clear that in very in very short order, gay marriage is will be as is just going to be routine. It'll be routine around the country. No one is going to think twice about it. It's not going to be an issue. Will the exhortations that the conservative justices made about judicial intervention, judicial judicial supremacy, judicial activism, will that have durability? Will that animate conservatives? Or, I don't, or even that won't last because uh, the issue itself is going to disappear. The, the well, I think it, the, the issue itself doesn't disappear. So people have, saying, have been saying, well, this is going to be like Roe versus Wade. And the it's reason not. it won't be, I don't think, is that there is not the animating uh, passion against same-sex marriage that there is against abortion rights. And that's what underlies the continuing effort. I mean, there will, there will obviously be groups that will try and do things at the state level, but it's not, I think your point was the right one, which is that it, it requires underlying passion about the specific law or specific issue. And they're just, there's more of, there's much more of that passion for getting rid of Obamacare than there is for not allowing same-sex marriage. Yeah, I mean, there are no victims in same-sex marriage the way people perceive them, with the, the way there are with abortion, and that's a huge difference. I think, though, that the religious liberty fight has just begun, and what we're about to have are a whole bunch of state initiatives to try to carve out exemptions for 
religious people and also for religiously owned businesses. We've already seen those fights start, and they backfired in Indiana and Arkansas earlier this year. But this is not over by a long stretch. And I honestly can't decide what I think about the merits here in terms of how accommodationist um, the gay rights winners of this battle should be toward religious people who are going to take a while, maybe a really long time to get used to this idea, or whether we're going to end up with like a red state, blue state divide in which in which religious liberty stands for um, a kind of rallying cry to argue, continue arguing about the underlying morality of gay relationships and marriages. There will be. I think that's I think that's right. It's a proxy fight for it, but the numbers are smaller, and you also need the issue to come back up in the religious liberty context. In other words, you need another pizza, you know, an out, outcry over or a federal uh, a federal event where somebody tries on religious liberty grounds not to participate in in a gay wedding ceremony. And then, then it becomes a fight, and that is the rallying. I mean, that all has to has yet to happen. I totally agree with you that the religious liberty is the sort of um, stronger place to go for a conservative. But I also don't think if you take the whole, I, I I don't know that the religious liberty fight is is as large as the abortion fight was. If I were a, this is to change the subject slightly, but if I were a Republican running for office, running for president, doing anything in 2016. I would just be so jolly. This has been the best week ever. You get Obamacare, you can still campaign against it, and yep. marriage equality disappears as an issue, and you don't have to. And you don't. What you don't have is you don't have the animating energy of yes. uh, the gay community yes. working for Democratic candidates. And it's yes. just, and one more point: you get to keep railing against the liberal Supreme Court. And you get to, get to keep railing against has... the judges. Yep. Yeah, never mind that it's run by Chief Justice John Roberts, a George W. Bush appointee, and has a majority of Republican-nominated justices on it. And we should say a word about the dissents today. There are four dissents every conservative wrote to object. They start with Roberts, and he really Except makes Kennedy. a strong case. Okay, Sorry, go ahead. Kennedy's yeah. with the majority on gay rights, right? He's like the gay rights all-star judge. So in this case, we're talking about Alito, Thomas, Scalia, and Roberts as the conservatives. And... You know, Roberts really makes a strong case for the democratic process, and there are a lot of warnings about what it means to bypass that process in terms of people's acceptance of gay marriage. And I think that it's overblown just as a social phenomenon, and when you look at the polls and how fast they're changing, I think that's clear. But there is a kind of fundamental point here about the role of the judiciary and process. And while I don't think that's in any way going to, you know, put any kind of damper on the celebrations among supporters of gay marriage, among opponents and conservatives generally, it continues the role of the court as this rallying cry in election season, which I think is super useful to Republicans. I think that's I think that's right. Although, you know, the the people who are rallied by the Supreme Court arguments and you know liberal judges' arguments get there pretty fast, no matter what happens in the news. In other words, if you're looking at incremental, the incremental number of new people who are going to be on your side as a result of this decision, who weren't already on your side on the question of judicial activism or the threat. For people who are worried about judicial activism, the threat of a Democratic president for two terms who could name the replacement judges is a sufficient threat to get them most of them worked up anyway. Um, and while you may gain a few more in the weeks after this decision, 
I think without another flashpoint on religious liberty, as you pointed out earlier, I think you're not going to get a whole new massive group of people who uh, who are going to kind of go to the polls or vote against Hillary Clinton than you would have had otherwise before this decision. I totally agree, but what about rallying the base? I mean, the Supreme Court really is up for grabs in the next election, right? We have four judges between the ages of, I think, 76 and 80 or 80 or so. I mean, that this is like, this is it. And conservatives usually are better at making um, political hay out of that and grasping the significance of it. Yeah, I guess my point is, though, that they would, they're going to rally on that judge question. They would rally on it anyway. We Guys, we got we to gotta vacate the studio because there's another Supreme Court podcast that has to come in here. Or actually, Dahlia's got to do a radio spot. So that is going to do it for our quickie um, mini gap fest. We will talk... We'll, we'll talk again on uh, next week. We'll probably end up doing a, a larger segment on this. But um, for John Dickerson and Emily Bazelon, I'm David Plotz. Happy Marriage Equality Day to you. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.